Hi, friends. Our sponsor for this episode is Corda Candles. It is finally candle season, and we all love a good scented candle. Anna from Corda handcrafts saint candles, where each scent she creates is directly inspired by the saints in the faith. For example, there's a candle for Blessed Pierre Giorgio that smells like mountain air and pipe smoke, and one inspired by night prayer that has calming scents of dark amber, lavender, and vanilla. There's even a fragrance-free candle honoring Mary, the Immaculate Conception. There are several new scents on the way, like St. Padre Pio, St. Joan of Arc, and Divine Mercy. Personally, I'm excited to try out one called Battle Cry. Of course, Anna only uses high-quality, long-lasting ingredients. These candles are such a beautiful sacramental and can help create a place of prayer where you can connect more deeply with Jesus, the light of the world. You can learn more about Corda and explore all the scents at cordacandles.com. That's C-O-R-D-A-C-A-N-D-L-E-S.com. God bless you. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to season eight of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and each and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and sharing all kinds of things together. Our walk with Jesus, our insights, the lessons we are still learning, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. You can find out more information about all of our episodes at abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. This week we are going to talk about personal holiness and the call to holiness and what the Lord is doing in each of our hearts. We are actually recording this on the triumph of the cross. I think it's a really good <laughs> it's a really good day to talk about holiness and the restoration and what the Lord is doing in it. Heather and Michelle, we've this is where we've come to in our podcast. We've all chosen these random backgrounds, so it looks like we're in these exotic places, but we're all we're all at home. That's what's really that's what's really <laughs> we're trying to add some drama to the situation. <laughs> like man, I mean, because 2020 doesn't have enough drama. Like, really, do we want to add any more? I don't think so. It's been so drama yes. free. Yes, no. I love the memes of like people. They wrote 2020 and like this flaming dumpster fire, like going down the road, and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so true. I know. We're all like, when will it end? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, here we are, ladies. Uh, Heather, um, as we kind of journey in this, and we'll, we'll frame our quote for the week, but how's it going? How's life in the great Northwest there? The Southwest, I guess we should say for you Canadians. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's strange. We're um, we're recording this episode a little bit early before it comes out, but we're blanketed in like smoke from all the wildfires. Mm. So Definitely, yeah, it's just been on my mind to pray for people and just the circumstances that people find themselves in with everything else going on. You know, it's just, yeah, it's it's tough. Michelle, you're facing some storms down there mm-hmm. where you are. Where I think everybody is like, what is going on in the world right now? So how are you, Michelle? I am good, but yes, like we're literally recording before we start to get the effects of Hurricane Sally coming to Pensacola. We're just, but we're not, the storm's not supposed to hit here, but we're supposed to get really bad rain and wind and all of that. But mm-hmm. it was so funny. I walked my kids to school on Friday and we had been in school for two weeks and things were going well. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. Even in the school, just, it's starting to feel like fall. Mm-hmm. And then I was starting to get that feeling like, Oh, it's coming. The dawn is breaking. And then 
the next day, my husband, you know, a big storm set it towards us. I'm like, oh my gosh, Bill. come on, people. Come on, people. You're like, dang it, I just want to put out my nice fall pillows on, my, on my porch. Exactly. I'm th- so glad I did not decorate my porch for fall yet. Like, that is one good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but... Besides that, I'm doing all right. I'm good. How are you, sister? Well, you could send the the, the winds and the rain. I mean, you guys are, I know, Heather, you and I, or we were texting on our text thread about that, that my mom is also near where you are. And the and they're hundreds, you guys are hundreds of miles from the actual fires. Mm-hmm. But the air, mm-hmm. to give people an idea, the air is so thick with smoke that my mom had ash from the fires on her windowsill. Like that's, and they're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, and I had my mom's weather on my phone, on my app, and it just said hazardous air quality. And I was like, mom, what's happening? And she's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea, you know? So yeah, just praying for people, whether you're in the, you're in the South or whether you're in the North, you know, or California, my goodness, gosh, does not the world certainly, yeah, certainly need prayer right now, which I think is really fitting that we're going to talk about personal holiness. And I can't remember, so I'm going to let one of you two, I'm going to, our quote for just to frame this podcast is really a beautiful one by Pope Francis. And he says this, he says, holiness is the most attractive face of the church. Holiness is the most attractive face of the church. And kind of depending on what stream of Christianity you grew up in, even the world holiness can kind of conjure up several different reactions. And sometimes people think holiness is the most judgmental face or it's the most kind of persnickety mm. face or it's the most repressed face or it's like this. And that's not what we're talking about because that's not true holiness. And I love what Pope Francis is saying here. Of it's the most attractive face. And that's what we find so captivating about the saints because that's what we find so captivating about the person of Christ. So I, I can't remember which one of you actually, which whose idea was this? I don't think it was mine. I'm the nun, but this was actually not my idea for this podcast. So which one of you, because we've been kicking around this idea for a while and I love the genesis of how it began. So can one of you, I can't remember which one of you was, was your idea first. Yeah, I think I brought it up just, I was thinking, you know, we talk about this a lot. We we mentioned personal holiness. We've been saying for a while that mm-hmm. even through the, the church scandals breaking and all of that, that we feel like really this is the only way forward is for us to take a deep look at our own interior lives and to allow the grace of God to transform us and to do the work involved to become saints, you know, in the world so that we can have an impact on our circles. And then I thought, you know, we don't often really define that in practical ways, what that means. And I thought maybe people just haven't really thought about it. What does it mean to grow in holiness? What what does personal holiness mean? So I thought it would be wonderful for us to just talk about that. And I, I'm really excited to hear your both of your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, and we were just looking at the overall rhythm for this new podcast season, and we were just talking about the hard parts of the season that we're in. And we often say, but for such a time as this, but for such a time as this is for us to become holy. But like Heather was saying, we don't really give practicals about what does it mean? How do you grow in holiness? And that is really what the Holy Spirit is inviting each and every one of us to, like a holy witness of our lives. And I think that's what people respond to most is a witness of a life full of holiness. So what does that look Mm -hmm. like? And how do we start? Like we all have room to grow. And it isn't something like you were saying, sister, like I think images get conjured up in your head like, oh man, I got to do more. I've got to do this. It's like a rule Mm -hmm. follower. I've got to do this. And really holiness is becoming who you were created to be in wholeness and relationship. And then that in your wholeness and your relationship with the Lord and discovering who you are, then you live a mighty witness to the world, just being exactly Mm -hmm. who you were created to be in relationship with the Trinity. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so true that many of us do look at holiness as like a list of to do's, but don't we all know people who are doing the right thing, but they're a jerk, you know, and <laughs> that doesn't like just doing whatever it is, like going to mass, praying your rosary, doing all of those, you know, prayer things. It doesn't make you holy. Mm-hmm. It, there really is more to it than that. So, yeah, sister, what are your thoughts? Well, this is so true. And I think it's very, it fits very nicely into kind of where we've gone already this season. You know, we talked in, in episode one about keeping our eyes on Christ. And the natural byproduct of that when we keep our eyes on Christ and allow Him to transform us is that we become Christ like. You know, He becomes, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit brings us into union with Christ. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us, makes Christ present in us. And then the Holy Spirit reveals Christ to the world through us. That's exact. Those are the movements of the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's a great unfolding of a response to this time when so often we're saying, gosh, you know, what what can I do? And it's more of a doing. It's not so much of a doing. What I mean by that is it's more of a being first. And so if we could talk a bit about just, so for all of our listeners, we're all on the same page here. We have a really great working definition of holiness. Okay, so this is what we're talking about, right? Holiness is incarnating the life of Jesus in our choices, in our attitudes, right? It's taking him into our home, into our very being. It is doing the will of the Father in all things and being wholeheartedly devoted to the glory of God and love of neighbor. Living a life of holiness leads to union with Christ, like we talked about. It is the full life, a vibrant display of the fruits of the Spirit, of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So it is experiencing in union with Christ the mysteries of his life. So it's allowing him to bring us into his own divine life the life of the living Lord Jesus. And I just want to kind of, I was really praying about, I've been praying a lot with Ephesians 3 recently, Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. And I've been very struck by that. And if I could just read that for our listeners, because I really think it contains how this works and mm-hmm. what happens and the whole, the trajectory of the human person to grow into, into fullness of maturity. St. Paul says this, he says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner self, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll unpack that as we journey together. But he's t- St. Paul's talking about us being filled with the fullness of Christ, that that's that's holiness and that as we are rooted and grounded in the love of god which is so much of what we talk about that that transformation takes place in a lived reality in our day-to-day life and the decisions that we make so i feel like that's a lot of meat right there <laughs> but mm-hmm. i so what what kind of what do you guys think heather as we experience this and this call to holiness and this even the working definition of holiness of incarnating christ into our life are allowing him to bring us into his own divine life what are some things that come to you Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is where it gets very personal for each of us. And I think we need to look at holiness that way. We can't look at somebody else's life and just go, oh, if I do this and this and this, that equals holiness. I think for each of us, it is union with Christ and it's us uniting ourselves to his will and to the way that Jesus lived his life in our own unique way. So in my day-to-day world, I have decisions to make and choices to make. And whether I open myself up to the grace of God to be more charitable, to be more loving to those around me, to be patient, to be kind, to display the fruits of the Spirit in the situations that I'm in. So whether I'm you know working for our uh, foundation or I'm parenting my kids or I'm you know interacting with people outside who are still working on our yard. 
you know, this is my path to holiness and in my marriage, especially, I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, when the people who are the closest to you challenge your selfishness, your pride, your vanity, like all of the places where we all fall short of the glory of God. And, and I think that that's, it's actually very exciting to look at holiness that way, that it's a unique path for each of us, a path of surrender and a deeper willingness to acknowledge our littleness and where we need God. Michelle, what are some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think for me, when I was praying about this, even this topic, like what does holiness look like for me in this season? And I think for me, we touched on it on the previous two episodes of this season, but it is First Thessalonians has been a big deal for me, but be sober and alert, you know, mm-hmm. that, that Satan is like, you know, seeking, ready to devour, like a roaring lion. So what does it mean for me to be wide awake in this season, wide awake in relationship with the Lord, wide awake to see how I'm displaying the fruits of the Spirit, how I'm allowing the... I think what the big switch in me, especially in this season, is that it isn't my determination or grit, which are both good things, but it is my full cooperation with the Holy Spirit that oh, is going to bring about holiness, mm-hmm. you know, and where I can, I mean, I can grit myself with the best of them, but it is a full yielding, a full cooperation with the Holy Spirit to allow Him to incarnate Christ in me and to give Him permission to do that. And there's a quote that I wrote on a little three by five card, and I've been, it's stuck in my journal journal, it said it's by Pope Benedict, and it says, God came into the world to reawaken the thirst for great things in us, mm. you know, and like he's reawakening something, and that reawakening can be uncomfortable sometimes because the great things in us also means there's some not great things in us, and they need mm. to be weeded out, and so are we going to go with the divine gardener to weed out the junk to so that beautiful things can be come to flourish in our own personal garden, you know, mm. and that's the garden of holiness. Gosh. Oh, this is so great. I was actually thinking today of these very things as we prepare for this podcast, and I was thinking that the Lord has provided all of our means for holiness right where we are. Yes. <laughs> but so often, mm-hmm. don't we want to like leave everything and go to some place and somehow find ourselves? Like, you know, somehow I'll just mm-hmm. be holy if I could go and, oh, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like, yeah, right? if only I it's- was a nun. <laughs> <laughs> could be oh my comments. It's so, I was like, amen, Lord. It is provided right here in amen. my daily life. And I, yeah, I want to say more about surrender. I'll talk about that uh, maybe later. But yeah, those, those tangible things that I was just watching the U.S. Open and the finals, the men's final was by two guys that weren't predicted to be there. They battled it out over four hours, four hours of head-to-head tennis. And like their legs were cramping at the last set and just watching these men battle it out. I'm like, that is so the journey of this showing up and just, you know, getting in the game, so to speak. And those, the decisions and the decisions that you and I make every day, you know, like, like we talked about in our first podcast, like St. Mother Teresa's like, today's all the day, today's the day you have. And so often in, in my life, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll make that decision tomorrow. <laughs> because like, no, 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 you, we need to make that decision today. And it might not be perfect because mm. it's never gonna be perfect. But can we start today in, in, in the day-to-day life where we are right now? And that is ground zero of holiness, ground zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think just to get practical, I would love us to talk about like what are some of the things that we find are pri- of primary importance in our own spiritual life in the mm-hmm. pursuit of holiness. And the one that I want to start with is obviously surrender is going to be the overarching mm-hmm. one, I think, for all of us. And I want us to get into that. But I think strengthening of the will is a really, really good one, because I think for many of us, 
I experience this all the time. I can't always do the things I want to do. This is St. Paul, right? It's like, why do I do the things I don't want to do? And why can't I do the things that I really desire to do? You know, my flesh is weak. I'm so weak here. And, And there's an abandonment to God in that. But there also is a growing of our, we call it in our family, the will muscle, you know, mm-hmm. where you choose to do difficult things to strengthen your will, to strengthen your yes. Like your yes to God, my yes to God is so vitally important in the spiritual life. We don't lose ourselves in this, you know, like God wants a relationship with us that, and he desires us to say yes, not just to be, you know, forced into anything. And so our free will and choosing his will, choosing to do the next right thing doesn't just happen. This is something that we can grow in. So there's little challenges that we give our kids and we make them fun and funny or they give each other, or they give us, you know, where we have to grow in. It's like, will you do the hard thing? You know, will you clean the bathroom for someone else, even though it's not your turn or mm-hmm. will you, whatever. There's all kinds of things like that. But fasting, I think, is a key oh, gosh, for yeah. growing in holiness. Like fasting isn't just us saying no to something that we want. And it may not be the typical, you know, bread and water fast. <laughs> that sounds like a dream to me. I'm like, can I eat bread? all day. That sounds awesome. You know, so I I would fast in a different way, but it just creates space from, from everything that I want, desire to say no to myself, because then I can make a greater yes to what God desires. So I would say fasting and growing our will muscle um, is really key in this area. Michelle, what do you think is one of the keys? Yeah, I think for us, like one right now, um, it, I totally agree because for me, I've been started at intermittent fasting for six weeks. Yes. Sister's doing it with me. So we've been doing it for six weeks and it has shifted something huge Mm -hmm. in me and like really shifted something, but it's that denial, that intentionality of like not saying yes to what my comfort, which is such a big thing for Mm -hmm. me. It's such a big sin for me. It's like, Oh, I just want everyone to be comfortable and everyone, Oh, you want that baby? Let me give that to you. I don't want you to do without. And my intentions come from a good place, but it's disordered in ways. Mm -hmm. And so I need to get it back on the right track for me. I think one of the big things is like being like for just the thing the Lord's working, being sober and alert is I read a couple of statistics about the use of, most people in the Western world and social media and electronics. And it really made me want to throw up and how we're literally numbing ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, to death. And there's like, by a year's end, um, people will spend over 700 hours on social media. This is not even YouTube. This is like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, over 700 hours on social media. They will spend over 2000 hours on TV. And it says 75% of people sleep next to their phone. of people grab their phone upon waking up. An iPhone or any kind of cell phone user touches their phone over 2,600 times a day. And I was just like those, when you start adding those up, like I was just really convicted this summer. Like, all right, do I reach for the word? Do I listen to his voice? voice first or do I listen to the world's voice first? Mm. You know, who am I going to first? Like who gets my first fruits of the day? Mm. Who, where do I go? And it has to be him. Like if he is a lover, I have to be rooted of my soul and I have to be rooted in him first. So for me, like I just, I could tell I was doing really well and the kids started starting school and then I started falling back into old 
bad habits again. Mm. So what did I do with some of my birthday money? I went ahead and ordered a new alarm clock with a sound machine because I was using the excuse, well, I need to use the sound machine on my phone because mine is broken. So I was like, nope. I put, you know, ordered a new alarm clock, a new sound machine because I put my phone across the room because I literally have to get up and look, you know, you know, and like, so it's a conscious effort. And it's little things like that, you know, yeah, do I listen to his voice the first thing? You know, because it tells us in scripture, he talks to us about his unfailing love the first thing in the morning. Mm. Well, I don't know about you, but I need some unfailing love in my life right now. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, sister? Oh, gosh. Yeah, those are both so great. I, the fasting and also just being very attentive to what we're spending our time on, like what we're looking at, what we're feeding ourselves with. And when I think about, you know, being strengthened within, for, for me, I really think it's for me, the foundational thing is prayer. It is prayer. I I am not a well person when I'm not praying well, and I'm, I'm not well. And it is allowing Jesus into the most intimate places mm-hmm. where nothing is off limits, where He can talk about whatever He wants. Where I have a, a something triggers me that day, where I'm in prayer with Him very shortly after, if not in the moment, saying, "Okay, what's happening right now?" You know, and making a choice that that thing toxic things like resentment, gossip, bitterness grudges, judgment, uh, self-righteousness, those things are not an option, not an option. And they must be rooted out. They have to be rooted out. And so I guess for me, it's the continual, the continual attending of the soil of my garden in my soul. That is the interior life every single day. And when I don't do that, Oh goodness, like the weeds grow fast. <laughs> and I see that in myself, like even the temptations to gossip or to judge or to be self-centered or full of self-pity. Oh my gosh, look, it's it's toxic. It is toxic. And so allowing the Lord access to that at all times whenever he wishes so he can be brought to birth in me is for me is foundational. I just can't I can't do it without it. Without him, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I think there's a lot of places where we separate out our relationship with God and holiness and we might think, okay, yeah, prayer, like that's where I really connect with God, yep. but then I go to work and I'm a tyrant at work or I go yes. to the school parking lot and I gossip my face off about everybody else or, you know, I'm slamming my pastor or, you know, whatever it might be. And I think this is a real area where we need to look at integrating all like the fruits of our prayer, the fruits of the sacramental life of the church, because that's also key, you know, the sacramental mm-hmm. life. We could talk about that that for many, many, many episodes. But yeah, I think there's a lot of disintegration where there's these parts where it's like, well, I do pretty good here, you know, but I, I'm not so great over here. And I, I don't actually want to look at the places that I'm not great. I'll just keep focusing on the places that I do pretty well, you know, and I would love I would love for all of us to just have a deepening commitment, all those listening, like to just have an uprising of people who are willing to grow in holiness, like to really take this seriously, to say, starting today, I don't know how I've been doing, let's just let go of what's happened in the past, but starting today, I want to make decisions to really grow, to be holy, to be kind, for for the fruits of the Spirit to be displayed when I am on social media, when I'm in the parking lot, when I'm at work, when I'm with my children, when I'm with my spouse, when I'm with my the person that just drives me nuts the most like my roommate my parents like whoever it might be not you mom and dad you know what i'm saying i i think that that would be just incredibly powerful i think that's when the world would change is if there is an uprising of people just saying, God, I just recommit to you and give you a wholehearted yes today. And I'm going to take these mm-hmm. practical steps to get closer to you and in union with you. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, amen. I think like there has to be almost like a battle cry, mm-hmm. like an invitation yeah. to battle cry. Yep. And I was reading something. I just found it in my journal from Pope John Paul II. Hey, we are quoting all the popes here today. Pope John Paul II, and it says, do you want to become holy? It means to set before them the radical nature of the Sermon on the Mount. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The time has come to be wholeheartedly to everyone to set the high standard of ordinary Christian living. The whole life of the Christian community and the Christian families must lead in the Mm -hmm. direction of extraordinary holiness in the ordinary. And like, it's just that call. And I love St. Tress says, you know, be a whole saint. Don't be half a saint or be nothing at all. Like, you know, like that it is. And it was funny because I was just telling the girls before I'm working with a new spiritual director and he's like, challenge me on something. Do you want to be a saint or not? Like, that's what you said you wanted. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but like, okay. And it tells us in Scripture in Hebrews, this is the prize set before us to run your race, to break off any hindrance that is keeping you from running your race. So, okay, these hindrances are not optional. They are an invitation to grow in holiness. And it's interesting. Mary has just been showing up powerful at the end of this year, like St. Joseph came on at the beginning and Mary's coming on at the end. I'm like, we're just having a Holy Family party right now. And my prayer life, but I was really praying about just the, and the consecration I mentioned at last episode is one and it highlights her different virtues. And I was really praying about one of them. And I was thinking about something about theology of the body. And I was thinking like, she was so self-possessed and she had, was so self-mastered. You know, I was thinking like she just is the model of self-mastery. And I was thinking about an area that I was totally just blowing it with a child. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how do I self-master with this child? This kid can push every single one of my buttons and I will respond with grace for about 10 minutes and then I'm like, I'm done, like whatever. And it's not him, there's something in me. And I was thinking about this. So I was really praying with like, okay, how is she so self-possessed and self-mastered? And I just sitting there meditating and praying. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit said, like our Mary... Like in my image, imagining Mary asking her this question, she said, I wasn't self-possessed. I was Holy Spirit-possessed. Amen. I didn't hinder him at all. I allowed him room. And I think that's what you were talking about earlier. She allowed Sister like that complete surrender. She was Holy Spirit-possessed, and that allowed her to be everything that she was created to be, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and that's really beautifully what you both are talking about is the integration of our life. It's the integration. We're not. We're not. We're moving from disintegration and disease, and you know, being scattered to into into wholeness. That's what holiness is. It's wholeness because Christ is whole. Mary is whole by grace. Like so, we see these tangible realities uh, of a life that we can live because grace is given to us. And it's so beautiful that the church, you know, born from the pure side of Jesus Christ, gives us all these you know avenues of grace, all these avenues of communion through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, which is the source and summit of our faith, through reconciliation. What there's nothing like it where we can go and have our sins forgiven, and will to remember no more. Devotions like the Holy Rosary, uh, Lexio Divina, uh, and the and the grace that the Lord gives us like you both are talking about so beautifully, that for all of us, we all have those moments, it just for example, where somebody says something to you, whether it's your spouse or whether it's one of your kids or whether it's somebody at the grocery store, and you have a choice right there. And you can shoot back with something snotty or unkind, or we can just ask the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, and it feels like a crucifixion, and it is at times, and to respond with love instead. That is... Those things matter. Like it's all we're always about this. We're always about the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the little things like that 
that are huge, right? That that's how it works is the day to day. That's how any relationship grows. And I think I love what you both are saying. I'm feeling very inspired of like, you know, Lord, and this is not us leading ourselves in a battle. This is the, the total surrender of the Lord to make us one with himself. That, that's the whole, it's, it's the, the catechism says it's intimate union with Christ. This is not about me doing my little thing so I can, no, this is him bringing every part of me into communion with him. It is total intimacy, which is what we all long for. That's our deepest longing, right? Amen. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Holiness isn't something that we just do. It's no. all about union. And we have to have that goal in mind. If heaven and union with God isn't at the forefront of our mind as we go through our day, I mean, we are missing it because why do we do what we do? I mean, it's meaningless and it's hard and it feels like torture and then we resent it and we get mad, you know, union with God. Oh, how appealing is that? You know, like that Mm -hmm. just stirs my heart. And, and I think, um, we would be wise to begin our day with that. You know, Jesus just helped me to unite myself with you today. Amen. Yes. And that is, that is the beautiful life poured out, you know? So I wonder for all of us, all our listeners, and as we sit here today, you know, what is the Lord saying to each one of us? You know, what is the area of our life he's calling us to surrender? What is what is he saying in our life right now? What what needs to what needs to come and what needs to go, right? And yeah, that we make a decision, friends, that it's time. That we make a decision to go forward into union with Christ and we are going to do this with the Lord. He will lead us. You know. Mm. And it's an invitation of love. It's an Amen. invitation, like you yes. were saying, of intimacy. It's an invitation yes. of love. And I know I've told this story before on the podcast, but the first time I saw the Basilica in D.C. and walked up those big stairs, and it says the universal call to holiness. There is something in me that just stirred my heart and be like, game on. I want to be here. I want a statue here. I want a place here. You know, like, it, like we're it was funny. Show, we're I, yeah, like, we're, we're, I know, seriously. <laughs> I know, I'm chiseling right now. Chiseling, seriously. <laughs> Both of you are, and Chris and the kids. But anyway, um, y'all are all making me holy. I Woo, guess I need a lot works. of work. Yep. But isn't that true? I yeah. mean, we're joking, but isn't that true? Like, you all sharpen me, yes. and so does Absolutely. Jake, and so do my children. And we should, we should. This is how relationships should be, that we are championing each other towards heaven yes. that we are coming alongside one another saying you can you are better than this like this is not who you are you are not your sin you are not your weakness you know like let, let's open ourselves up to the grace of God yeah and I think that you're not your weakness and it's okay to be in the refiner's fire like don't fear yeah. it go through the fire because that's the only way you become golden only you know that is, is the only way is mm-hmm. only way is through and I love and it you're not alone in the fire you're not alone like, in the fire alone. he's there with you and but we just put our finger in and then we want to take it right back out like ouch that's hot and he wants us to go through because that is how we become on fire for him you know and um yeah you have to go through the fire bottom line and but wow that's where the union comes that's where the intimacy comes yes and isn't that i think we could all agree that it's also where joy comes yes this, this is a life of authentic joy that yes. that's it's a natural outpouring of holiness jesus is a man of joy like an a natural outpouring of true holiness is one of joy. Even and you know, joy is different than we talk about situational happiness. But there, there's a radiance that comes in our lives that uh, you know sometimes we don't always experience it. But there's a natural outpouring of joy, which is you know a fruit of the Holy Spirit that comes through living this life. It's just so incredibly beautiful. You know, there's that's that's the resurrection. That's the resurrection. Yeah, I love this quote from the Catechism. It says, "The way of perfection passes by." 
way of the cross. Mm, There's amen. no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. Spiritual progress entails the mortification that gradually leads to living in the peace amen. and joy of the Beatitudes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hey, That's good stuff. Man. That is good stuff. Wow. So the question we leave you with for each other and our dear listeners is, do you wish to be holy? Amen. Amen. Well, shall we do our one thing now? <laughs> that was a lot. Sure. I'm like, that was great. I'm like, I need to review some things in my own life. All right, Michelle <laughs> Benzinger, would you like to give us your two one things for the week as we journey? <laughs> I love you. Go. Go, girl. Uh, yours, I'm making your statue. Your statue is my one thing. So what? Really? I I know I'm your masterpiece. She's gonna have her like two fingers up. Like it's my two things. Uh-huh. I'm your masterpiece, dear. Okay, my one of things is right now. I have to just say really quick is Emily and Michaela, two of the young adults that uh, live around us and work with us and do life with us. They went out to get me coffee and they snuck it in here while we were recording. And Michaela's here crawling on the floor. Did y'all see that? Like crawling on the floor, <laughs> handing no, me coffee. We looks like you're outside. We can't tell. That's great. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for people that bring you coffee. Um, sneak on. They're one of my one things. And the second one thing is, like I said, that I have really been praying. Mary has just been Wonder Woman in my life lately. And so just the power of the rosary. And I'm going to just leave you with there's two or three really beautiful rosary devotional books that I have really, the Lord has just illuminated to me to use and to meditate on. And they have been really amazing. Um, Father Dwight is one of them and another organization for moms called Mighties or Call. It was so funny because I was really praying about, praying for my children with the rosary. And then one of my good friends texted me and said, hey, I would love for you to read this. And it's all about a mother's devotion to the rosary and praying for her children. And it was just, and like I had said in the podcast previously, like the Lord has just really been showing me how the church is mother. And I'm like, okay, I get you. I get you. Like it's everywhere. I get you. Like, all right, just making sure I don't miss these themes. So yeah, those are my many one things. Heather, what about you? My one thing for this week is a sweet little song from Chris August called Abide in Me. I came across it and it just was one of those songs that I listened to and it immediately swept me away. So I will post that in the show notes with the little lyric video and I hope it blesses you. Mm. Sister, what is your one thing? Well, this is beautiful because I didn't know what y'all's one things would be, but it's, I think we're sensing a theme here. And I can't remember if I said this before because we've had so many one things over the last seven seasons, but I was doing a little video recording for Ascension Press for a, a new Advent series that will debut this Advent of Father Mark Toops and Father Josh Johnson. And I had the beautiful experience of being able to talk about the statue called A Quiet Moment by Timothy Schmaltz. And it's the statue of the Holy Family where St. Joseph is very lovingly cradling Mary and she's resting in his arms and the baby Jesus is resting on her heart. And they sent it to me and I just got it in the mail. And it was so absolutely beautiful that I put it in our chapel near my my uh, my chair in the chapel. And I've just... It has been such a de- just a deep area of meditation for me and such peace and just such healing. So I will just uh, put the picture up there so y'all can see it. But it's just, there's so many beautiful nuances to it, but a quiet moment, and I believe it's Timothy Schmaltz. He's a modern um, artist uh, of just the holy family and such a tender, beautiful, sweet healing embrace that I absolutely love. So That's a gorgeous one. Mm-hmm. I have that mm-hmm. in my bedroom too. Oh, do you? See I do too. Yeah. What? I'm like the cool kids now. I love this. <laughs> Yay. 
<laughs> was that middle school? Anyway. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, dear friends. We are on the journey with you. And so, yeah, let's just say, let's decide again today. Let's continue on the path. And remembering that the holiness is the most attractive face of the church. And that face is yours. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.